David Watts on Mix 93.8. My special guest in studio, somebody else I've been looking forward to uh, chatting to you because I got the chance to, to, to read the book. Uh, it's Eric Kruger. Hello, Eric. How are you? Hey, thank you for having me. An absolute pleasure. So let's start off. We're going to get on to, because the book is brilliant. Thank you. Um, I can't say I've read it because you can't actually just. You're not allowed to. It's not a book that you can just read from. Well, I suppose yes. you could, but mm. I found, and then it's, yeah, we'll get on to that. <laughs> okay. Because it's brilliant. I love it. Um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, who is Eric Kruger and, mm. and how did you get to uh, doing the stuff that you're doing today? Mm. How far back do I need to go? Right. <laughs> like me, started life at a very young age. That, that, you know, where, where do you come from? Mm. What, what is your schooling? So, sort of things like that. Let me tell you, I, I graduated from WITS in 2007. Okay. Maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah, let's start uh, there. I graduated from WITS in 2007, uh, finishing my physio degree. So immediately, like after finishing physio, I actually realized, I don't think I want to do physio. I don't think this is a thing that's really meant for me. And so I went on this journey to, to figure out what, like, what do I want to do with my life? And one of the things that happen when you're at med school is they, they teach you everything you need to know about bones and ligaments and tendons and disease and diagnosing and treating, but they never teach you how to run a business. And so a, a friend of mine and, uh, and myself, we started our, our own practice mm -hmm. and we just couldn't get clients through the door, patients through the door. And we went knocking on doors to hospitals, doctors, you name it. And eventually a friend said to me, why don't you guys have a website? And this, so this is like 2010 or 10, 2011. Yeah. And, when, uh, when you should have had websites. Yeah, I think stage. by then you should have had websites up yeah. and running. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I said, yeah, well, like this makes sense. Let's try it. And he, he literally walked me through the process of setting my website up through Skype. So like he was in Joburg, I was sitting in Springs at the time. Uh, I, I remember it very vividly. I was sitting on my mom's uh, in my mom's uh, lounge on the floor, on Skype, press here, click here, type this in. Um, he went on to become one of the sharks in Shark Tank. Really, uh, Marnas Brudrek. Yeah, he was uh, he yes, was the guy. Yeah. He, he took me through that that process, and uh, we got the website set up. But then in the process, I just fell in love with the the idea of having a website, and so. He got me completely hooked on essentially building websites. Oh, I so need to talk to you because <laughs> and and people have heard me whine about this, but I mean, I used to have um, developers and graphic designers, everything working for me, and that all went belly up at the mm. end of last year. So now I'm doing my own website development. Mm. It is a long and scary process. It is. Um, but I, I keep the vision. Okay, yes, what, yeah. what are you working? WordPress. WordPress for sure. Yeah, has, see, to, has to be WordPress. I'm I'm, I'm doing the WordPress mm. thing, but uh, wow, I think yeah, you know it's my, a lot of work. At my advanced uh, stage of life, I perhaps <laughs> shouldn't really be learning WordPress. But anyway, having a lot of fun doing it. So you fell mm. in love with websites, yes. And so going from a physiotherapist, um, literally working with people, mm. you you decided to get all techie. Mm. And I was still I was still seeing patients, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I started and, and Martins and I were actually doing a lot of things together at, at that time. Um, we were trying different websites, you know, so we wanted to, like back then he was even into entrepreneurship and like one sort of website for entrepreneurs and I, I can't even remember, I, I registered more than 45 domains and... Good gracious. Yeah, yeah, and I thought each of those would turn into a website that would be extremely successful and millions of people would come to it and never turned out like that. Mm-hmm. 
but then in this process of like trying to find the thing, which is going to be an online thing, um, I stumbled onto a website called Better Man. And if, I mean, if I stumbled on, I mean, I created it. And it was, it was in a, at a time in my life where I said, well, let me, let me focus on me, like on the things that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's always been self-development. So I said, well, let me just do that. Like, let's forget for a moment about all the money that should come from the websites and all the passive income. And let's just focus on doing what I love. Okay. And so I thought, well, let me create a website that inspires men to be better men. And the idea being that you go to, ni- uh, you go to sleep at night a better man than when you woke up that morning. And if we can just do that every day, then, you know, we're on the way. We like, that's, how you, that's how you become a better man. Yeah. And so that started in 2015. Uh, I think it was the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. Uh, I interviewed initially guys like Mops Mapunyane, Tim Noakes. I wanted to share successful men uh, on my platform. And so it was podcasting, it was videos. So you also were a podcaster. It oh, seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. more and more podcasters are coming out of the window. Oh, geez, it's and it's going to become huge. It's gonna become I huge. believe it is. Yeah. I, I, look, I mean, I've seen how massive it is overseas. Mm. Um, and I don't see any reason why we should be listening to all the overseas guys because mm. I believe in this country we have massive talent. more mm. than enough talent. Mm. So, oh, that's great news. Okay. Mm. So you interviewed these people, you had a podcast. Mm-hmm. And but how do we go from there into um, the mental performance lab, which is kind of where you are now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm doing now. So what happened is, as the, so initially, it's a typical story. Like I thought I was going to build this little website for me. And all of a sudden, then the people started coming. So we had a, a Facebook community of about 18,000 men. Um, I started sending out a daily email because I thought, well, how do I share my message? And one of the things I tried was a short daily email that went out Monday to Friday, and I ended up with about 18,000 subscribers on that as well. Because that, that is actually brilliant. And I mean, if I'd known that, mm. I would have subscribed. I mean, I get, I get uh, notes from the universe, yes. which is, which is a, something I'm a very big, similar. Mm. big fan of uh, old Mike Dooley. Mm. Um, and now I see you've been doing a similar thing. Yeah, so I stop, I've stopped now. But at that stage, it was like, it was like the main thing. And it, it drove the entire business because Better Man then ultimately became a business because brands were saying, well, you have this big reach, very niche audience. Um, we want to work with you. And so we did events. And, and the guys were also saying, like, listen, we want to meet in person. So we started doing events. Um, and the guys started saying, well, I want to do coaching or I want to do mentoring with you. So I said, well, I'll give it a try. Like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. We try whatever. Yeah. And I, I tried coaching a few times. Didn't really click for me. And then I can't pinpoint the day or the moment, but at some point it did click for me. And I thought, well, this is what I want to do. And then I thought, well, I don't want to be one of those guys who go do a, like a weekend course and call myself a coach. So I ended up doing my master's degree through Wits Business School in business and executive coaching. So you went back and studied more. Yeah, yeah. I just, after your physio mm, degree. Yeah, I wanted something really robust and rigid and empirical to kind of back up this coaching because coaching is uh, it's a very open space you know you can wake up tomorrow morning call yourself a coach and you're good to go and I think a big push is that we we introduce more rigidity around or not rigidity is maybe not the right word but uh, higher standards around the profession mm-hmm. and I think a master's degree is, is a great way of doing that 
Fantastic. Well, yep. we're going we're to talk about uh, a little bit about uh, about the business, mm-hmm. and then I want to get on to the book as well. We'll do that in just a bit. It is What's Involved, Mix 93.8, some legendary radio, my special guest in studio, uh, author, business owner, Eric Kruger, back with you in just a bit. David Watts on Mix 93.8. My special guest in studio with me tonight is uh, author, um, high. Per- can I call you a high performance coach? Perfect. Is that is that's, that okay? That's perfect. Business yes. owner, yes. author, uh, Eric Kruger. Um, it's fascinating. Going from uh, studying to be a physiotherapist. Do, do you ever still use that? Just by the no, way, you, you, no. you do you not. My use girlfriend that tries to get massages out of me. It doesn't work. <laughs> and you're like, I'm a physiotherapist. Uh, I, I, no, I'm done with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not massage therapist. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so so you you, you started do, you started doing this, and uh, you then moved into the, the the mental performance lab. But you had this um, email list, and mm. you were you were getting up every morning. And you were writing like a thought for the day, an mm. inspirational, motivational message. Mm. So when did you start and when did you decide, hang on, maybe I should put this into a book? Mm. When did that happen? So I think the, the thought crossed my mind a few times because a lot of guys would email me and say they have an entire folder in their inbox dedicated to my best emails, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, like, I, I ended up writing, like I said, I, I stopped writing it towards the beginning of this year. And I wrote 806 emails altogether. And every day. Yeah. So Monday to Friday. Wow. Without break. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was such an incredible process. But a lot of the guys would say, like, I have all my favorite emails stacked away and I go back to them and I reference them. And, uh, Personally, I also had a folder with all my favorite emails. And so I guess they were always like, I always had this thought that, you know, my, it might become a compilation at some point. Um, and then Marnus published a book. Like, we've been great friends ever since that, that website set up. And he published his book. And uh, I just thought, well, now's a good time to do mine as well. And we, we went back and we thought, well, what would the book be? And like, it was just so obvious the book had already been written, it was all the emails. So the task for me was really going back and looking through all the different emails that I wrote, deciding which ones were the best. And we, we decided on 165 emails and then to compile them into a book. And, uh, and that's it. And it's, it's a fantastic book. I mean, Thank you. as yeah. I said, I got, I got hold of it. Um, uh, and it's, it's literally called Acta Non Verba, mm-hmm. which is Latin, very mm-hmm. highbrow, but it yep. means basically actions not words exactly yeah. and and i think uh it says here it's the playbook for creating achieving and performing at your highest level it's and it's an incredibly motivating book as i said to you i'm a great reader so it's a frustrating book because i want to just like go through the whole thing and then but, <laughs> but you actually can't and you shouldn't mm. um and it's there's just so much stuff in it Give me an example of some of the things that, that somebody could find in here. Mm. So I think what, you, what you're saying is spot on. It's not a storyline book where, you know, one chapter flows into the next chapter because we have 165 chapters. chapters. Mm. So the one chapter might be around leadership or self-leadership. And then the very next chapter might be just around ownership and, and taking responsibility for your life. And the Acton and Verba was actually my sign-off for the email. It's mm-hmm. how I sign off every email, Acton and Verba, Eric. Uh, and it was always meant to be something short, 
that you can take action on, that you can go and do for the day. Because I think we we have so much content that we consume and we don't do much with it. You know, it, it kind of gets mm. fragmented and we randomly cons- consume information and it's a podcast here and a book there. And like, what do you do with it? Like, that's what counts. What do you yeah. do with it? And, and we do. We suffer particularly in this digital age. Yeah. We suffer from this, this overwhelm and overload. Yeah. And so I just wanted, let's cut off the clutter. Like, let's just focus and say, here are 300 words. It's enough for like you to consume quickly in a world that's very busy and then to go do something with it. I've got to tell you the way I did because uh, I'm one of these very strange people. I'm wired a bit differently. So my day starts anywhere between 2 and 3 a.m. Mm. But uh, I'll get up, I'll make myself a cup of coffee, go into my office, sit down, and over my cup of coffee, I will read my daily goodie out of this book and it's been mm. brilliant because mm. you just have a little bit of that quiet time just to think and reflect on, mm. on what it says and I mean forgive me for saying this but I mean this book is filled with wisdom which I would guess would be beyond your years because <laughs> it just it, it really is some mm. of the stuff is profound how mm. the heck did you come up with it you know I, I guess uh, when you write 806 emails in between, there has to be some good stuff. In between, the very average stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, when I, it was actually funny when I was going through it, I was like, "Wow, did I write this?" And then, you know, like especially the early, early emails. Even mm-hmm. my writing style has, has changed so much over the years. Uh-huh. Um, but also, I'm in a very fortunate position where I get to work with people every day, and I get True. to I, I get to see how they operate and the challenges they face and the way they approach those challenges. And even better is I get to be a part of the solution. I get to help them think through it, you know. As a coach, that's what I spend uh, most of my time doing is how do I help people to succeed? How do I help them go from where they are to where they want to be? And so a lot of that pulls through into my writing and into my speaking. Okay, we're going to get into the speaking as well, but just in terms of, in terms of the coaching and in terms of the mental performance lab, mm. um, the name implies lot to do with mindset mm. um, is that something that's important to you is that the only thing mm. um, yeah I think you know ultimately we have to align our actions with our, with our, our thinking mm-hmm. um, and you can start from either you can start by in- improving your thinking and from that get your actions to align with that or you can start acting yourself into a new way and get your your thinking to come along in a bit in like a bit later but I think it all starts with the mind. For me, that's like whenever I work with clients, obviously, that's the main thing where we start. And it has to pull through to the actions afterwards. We're going to talk a bit more about that uh, in just a little bit with Eric because I want to find out about that and uh, find out about, you know, the kind of people you talk to, who mm. you talk to, just normal people, everyday people. We'll talk about that in just a bit. It is what's involved on Mix 93.8. David Watts on Mix 93.8. Mix 93.8, it is uh, what's involved this Monday night. My guest in studio, author and uh, owner of the Mental Performance Lab, Eric Kruger. So you, you, you went from Better Man into Mental Performance Lab, as you said, you mm. studied. What sort of people do you, do you do individuals? Do you only work with companies? How, how are you mm. set up there? So all the, all the clients that I work with in, a, in my personal capacity are, are just Individuals, they um, typically high-level executives, entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but how I like to just define it is as ambitious people 
because what I've realized is that no one comes to me with a problem and says, uh, listen, I, I need you to help me fix this. You know, they're all doing really well and they're all in a position where they say, I need to be challenged. I need to be supported. Uh, people are looking at me from the outside and they think, oh man, he has everything. But really, like internally, they know that they could be doing more, they could be doing better. And so what they come to me for is, how do I go to the next level? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? And will you challenge me to do it? Okay. By the way, uh, if you'd like to also have a chat to Eric, somebody who's uh, sent a message in that goes, nice, well done. Uh, somebody else says, hi, Eric, well done. You rock, Dave Stewart. <laughs> well, Dave, yes. And, and you were mentioning yeah. he was he was one of the subscribers to the email yeah, list. Yeah, uh, Dave and I have come a long way. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, nice to have him listening. Uh, so you can SMS us on 41348. SMS is charged at 150. Otherwise, WhatsApp us 0848220938. Um, Eric also has very kindly agreed a little later on. Uh, we're going to be giving away two books. Mm. Uh, we'll tell you a bit about that later on. It is a brilliant book. I mean, this is my morning coffee read book. Um, it's called Acton on Verba. This is available most bookstores. Yeah, they take can, a lot of exclusive books. They can get it much from, from mm -hmm. you. There's a mm -hmm. digital version as well. Is there? Is there Amazon, a Kindle, yeah. Kindle there version. Is. Okay. I love my Kindle, but there's something about a book. Mm. I've got to tell you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there we go. We're going to be doing that. But we're talking about this and, and, and the kind of people that come to you for coaching. I've always had a problem, and it's weird because... I've actually studied coaching as well. It took me a bit longer than a weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, for me to go to a coach, I've always gone, hmm, I don't know. I don't know mm. if I want to tell somebody what, you know. It's, it almost feels like you're admitting vulnerability. You're admitting that you don't know everything. Mm. And it's also, it's kind of an intimate thing to have a coach because, you know, I mean, since since I was young, I always used to get accused of not being able to play very well in the sandpit with the other children. Um, so to have somebody going, and my, and my vision, even though I've now studied it mm. and, I, and I've got uh, all the qualifications that I, I, I need at this moment, there's still that very, very young part of me that sees the coach as the person with the whistle that shouts mm. and screams at you all the time. Mm. Um, do a lot of people have this? I mean, you know, these. The, uh, I, I noticed a lot of people that uh, are in high-powered positions um, internally are sometimes a mess, mm. and and they don't have that confidence, and they don't go home and sleep like babies. So, mm. so how how do you find that? Look, so I think the I think the perception is changing, right? Uh -huh. Because um, more and more organisations are coming aboard saying. We recognize that leaders need coaches um, to help them analyze, to help them think, to help them digest. And so you have Google, Microsoft, LinkedIn, they're all leading the charge. 40% uh, of the Fortune 500 companies all have uh, either internal or external coaches. So it's becoming a big thing. And it's not becoming, a, like I said, I don't think it's a thing where you come to a coach and you are broken and you are, you're in a position where you're saying, fix me. You know, uh -huh. um, I think most of what coaching is and what coaching should be is, is really two questions. Where are you and where do you want to be? That's mm. really what coaching is. Um, and how do we then take things out of the way to make sure you get from point A to point B? So none of my clients come to me and say, listen, like, uh, you know, I need to reveal my deepest, darkest secrets to you. They're all just saying, listen, I'm, I'm doing really well. Like, I'm very happy with my life, uh, but I need some 
outside perceptions of what's going on for me. And uh, in many ways, I think a coach is really a thinking partner. That's, that's actually my preferred term when I speak to clients is that I'm your thinking partner. What, what I do is I study how we think and I go from conversation to conversation with different leaders, uh, with people in different industries. I see the challenges they face. I help them think through that. I bring that same experience to the next conversation I have. I take that with me to the next conversation. And so ultimately, it's my job to help you think at your best. Okay, that's it's probably one of the better explanations I've heard because mm. that makes a lot of sense. Mm. But, okay. you know, when, you, when we started this conversation, you said to me, um, are you a life coach? Yeah. And I think, I think that's the important thing to understand is that we, we kind of live in a world now where we have so many different coaches. Oh, yeah, you've got so, life coaches, business coaches. Uh, I, the other day somebody approached me, they were a relationship coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a coach for everything. I'm like, for everything. <laughs> Lord, just now I'm going to have to get a pet coach as yeah. well or something. Uh, they exist. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I mean, not sure. They are. <laughs> there's, there's a coach for everything. <laughs> and I think it's becoming more and more important for, uh, for clients, for people to be able to discern where do you find a good coach and what does a good coach look like and what do they speak like and what do they charge because it, the market's just flooded, you know. And it, it kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier is how do we regulate an industry like this and how do you create a certain standard like a certain um, operating excellence mm. within the industry where you don't go to a coach you have a bad experience and you think well this is what coaching is supposed to be yeah mm. yeah you see and, and that's i mean you know we, we made light of it but but there are places on the internet even based here in south africa where you can literally Pay a couple of hundred bucks and get a coaching certificate. Mm. But not all coaches are created mm. equally. Mm. Um, and and how, how do you know? I mean, you know, if somebody's looking for a coach, they want to come to Eric Krieger. Do I come to you as a potential client and interview you and find out if we're a good mm. fit? I think you have to. You have to. Like, obviously, most coaches have a sort of an informal uh, introduction call. Mm-hmm. So that's always a good thing to, to take advantage of. But you you have to interview them um, from your side to understand what's their experience like. And I, I wrote an article actually last week about this exact topic. And one of the most important things was who do they work with and what do they work with? Because, again, this is the problem for a life coach. It's what do you work with? It just it seems so broad, you know, whereas specifically who I work with um, are high-level executives and entrepreneurs. And what do I work with is how – do we take them from where they are to the next level? And typically that is around um, creating more boundaries in their lives. Typically that is around the leadership that they have. And uh, and very often it has to do with their work ethic and, and what they bring to the table in terms of their attachment to, to work. Um, it's almost the identity. So in a conversation I, I can point out to about seven or eight things that I specifically work with that are recurring themes in my coaching practice. And I think that's important for, like you don't want to work with anyone who just does everything. Okay. Yeah. Now you, you do individuals mm-hmm. and you do corporates. Yes. But what do you do with the corporates? I mean, would they, do you do, you do cause you're a speaker as well. Mm. So you, you obviously do keynote addresses. Yes. Yeah. So speaking is the main thing I speak on, uh, specifically mental toughness on high performance, on how do we move from knowing to doing. Uh, but then part of that's also the training and development. You know, So a lot of the stuff that comes from coaching, I then work into workshops or seminars. 
Because that's, mm. and, and I like that you say that, because that's one of the problems that I had in the old days with keynote speakers, is they would come in for 45 minutes, an hour, give you some great content, and then say, cheers, have a nice day. Mm. And then afterwards, you as the company, the delegate are going, okay, yeah. So there's that follow-up. Mm. So I think it's changing in mm. the industry out there is, you know, you, you now we talk interventions where you would actually go in, you would do your address, and then you would offer sort of some support, some support mm. in some way, shape, or form. Mm. I mean, I've noticed when we do uh, the sales-based training, the communication-based training uh, to corporates, one of the things um, that that is, you know, they they're asking us for now at the moment is this coaching and is the support. And it's always, I mean, it's one of my favorite sayings is, you know, how do you make change stick? Mm. Because, you know, you get them into an artificial environment and it's like, rah, rah, yay, everybody's happy. And then they go home, they've sat in traffic for three hours. Mm. You know, the, the, the roast is burnt by the time they get home. The dog bites them when they walk in, you know, and uh, they fall over a pot plant. Everything that you've done that day is mm. just wasted. Have you found that, that, is, that that's the way things oh, are Oh, for going? sure. But, I mean, this happens in our personal lives all the time, is that we have great aspirations and intentions that never come to fruition. Um, and one of the things I often speak about is that we have to retarget ourselves. Uh, a friend of mine's, uh, I spoke about him earlier, Richard Maholland, he, he sent out his email, and in one of his emails he had a backpack, and he's an avid traveler. So, like, when he recommends backpacks, I go and look at them. And he recommended this one backpack, went to go check it out, loved it, super expensive. And I thought, no, I'll, I'll leave it. I won't buy it. It's too expensive. <laughs> and then, like, I, I moved from that website to the next website, and immediately I start seeing ads for this backpack. And those ads start following me around everywhere. Like, I see them on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I see them on every website that I go to, and, like, I've been retargeted like that before by, by companies, but this just seemed like next level. So they follow me around for like two weeks and the third week arrives and I go and buy the backpack. And it made me realize that companies understand the value of retargeting people with the products they've, they've wanted to buy. The importance of keeping your attention on the thing. And we don't do that with ourselves. We don't retarget ourselves with the things that are important with us, to us. So mm -hmm. I have a white, big whiteboard in my office and on it I write everything that I, that's important to me from the goals that I have but also to the point of like who do I want to be and what are the values that I'm trying to instill and what are the um, character traits that I'm trying to develop. And I keep those things in front of me and we have to retarget ourselves and that's I think how we get through change. And you know what, I like, I like that because what, what it says to me now that you've shared that is you going, I'm not a coach looking at people going, well, I'm better than you. Allow me mm. to bestow upon you the gift of my wisdom. You work <laughs> on yourself all the time. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, it's one of, the, one of the best things about being a coach is that as much as, like, it's a learning environment. Coaching is a learning environment mm. for, That's what for your clients, you know. Um, but it's also for you, a, a, like if you're, you as coach, if you're receptive enough, it's a hugely valuable learning environment for you as well. Yeah, and you, you can get many aha yeah. moments working mm. with other people. And for me, that's always been the most humbling mm. thing is, is I get the privilege of working with people and when they have aha moments without mm. them even knowing it, I get some mm. of them as well. And it could be totally unrelated to what we're doing. It's just 
sometimes there's just that thing mm. if you're in, an, in in a training environment like that. Mm. And, you know, I'm not at the moment, I'm not running a company that's doing a billion rand in turnover. Yeah. But my clients do. And I get to learn from what they're going through. And then the next day I speak to someone who is in a completely different sector who is not even close to a billion, but I get to bring insights that I've gained from an executive who's running a billion rand company. I get to bring that to someone who's somewhere in the middle. Someone or, who or, is, or somebody who's, who's a, a, a solo yeah, entrepreneur, yeah, yeah. a solopreneur as we call them. And I get insights into the way their minds work and to me that's really valuable as well. So you do work with, you know, and, I, and I'm a, a big proponent of, I can't call them little guy, but I mean the small businesses, the, the, the guys who, who are solopreneurs, the guys who are starting businesses, who've had a business for a couple of years and wanting to take it to the next level. You work with those people as well? Um, typically not. Okay. Typically not. Um, usually the, my clients are guys who have established businesses um, okay. and they're either looking to make a change or they want to just, like I said, kind of ramp it up and see what's next for them. Um, I, I have many coaches that I recommend for guys who are starting up, but I'm typically not the coach for that. Okay, so yeah. you, so you would do that. I mean, if you weren't a good fit, if I phoned you and I said, "Listen, uh, I'm just starting uh, David's Hot Dogs and I need a coach," you'd say, "Listen, mate, don't think I'm the person for you, mm. but here's somebody I can refer mm, you to." Definitely, definitely. Wonderful stuff. My guest in studio, Eric Krieger, uh, author of a fantastic book called Acton on Verbo. When we come back, I will uh, tell you how. You can stand a chance of winning one of those books. David Watts on Mix 93.8. My guest in studio, author of the uh, fantastic book, uh, Acta Non Verba, is Eric Kruger, also the uh, owner of uh, the Mental Performance Lab. You're a coach, you're a speaker. Um, We're going to give away two copies, you see, Mm. of the book, um, very kindly. Now, we're going to make this... You see, tonight I'm in a good mood, so we're not asking you difficult questions or anything. If you want to win the book, okay, all you have got to do is email... Just MixFM, okay? Email MixFM, not us. You must email the word MixFM to (laughs) coach at erickruger.com and it's spelt E-R-I-K. So, it's coach at... Eric with a K, Kruger.com, and just say there, Mix 93.8, mm. love to win a book. Be nice. Say hello, Eric. Something like that, okay? Don't just go, give me the book. Uh, and uh, Eric's then going to randomly choose two people, and uh, you'll get the book. Perfect. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'll you. get it sent out ASAP. It's a brilliant book. I thoroughly enjoy reading it. Um, and as I said, you, you talk about... Uh, you know, making people aware of things and everything. This is this is my exercise in self restraint mm. in the morning. Yeah. So just do <laughs> one, one, mm. and leave it at that, and then reflect on it during mm. the course of the day and everything. Um, any thoughts to to go back to the previous uh, the previous incarnation when when you were doing you know the 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 whole your first lot of websites etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure, not even remotely. Um, I love what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Like, I uh, absolutely love what I'm doing. And I just, uh, there's, there's so much happening in my life at the moment. And, you know, we were actually discussing off air, but like a, a lot of where I've gotten to at this stage has been a push, meaning that the Better Man subscribers and the Better Man community pushed me into doing events. 
and I loved it. And it made me a better speaker. And they pushed me into coaching. By requesting it, they pushed me into it. And so a lot of what I've done has been this sort of push from people external to me. I think that's amazing. It's, because, no, it's awesome. Because, you know, a lot of people you speak to, and it's like, oh, yes, I've always had the vision, and mm. that's always what I wanted to do. And, and you speak about this push that's, yeah. that's happened, and it's almost as though you went, yeah, okay, I didn't really think about that. Mm. but I'll, I'll go where it, where it kind of takes me. Yeah. And and now I'm, I'm in a position where for – for the very first time in a long time, um, I have a big vision and I know exactly the kind of people that I want to work with in terms of coaching. I, I know the stages that I want to speak on. I know the workshops that I want to create. I have a good understanding of the impact that I want to make. So I feel now there's a big vision that's pulling mm-hmm. um, and it's not as much a push anymore. But I think you've been very fortunate that you've had the push. Now you've got For now, sure. mm. now you've got the pulling. Mm. What is when when you talk about this? Because one of the things I'm fascinated with is the mind mm. as well. And um, you know, there's there's so much literature out there at the moment about and neuroscience and neuroplasticity and mm. neurons that fire together, wire together. And, mm. You know, this whole sort of, and it, sometimes it gets a bit frou-frou, the creating your reality thing. But do you think having a compelling vision is, is one, of the, one of the attributes to becoming a high achiever? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with push or pull. You know, they'll both get you to your destination. Yeah. So I think if you have a good compelling vision, awesome. Uh, if you don't, it, you don't need it, you know. Like, just uh, show up? Yeah, there's a... There's a word I've been looking for the whole year, and I, I, f- I finally found it like a little bit ago. Um, it's a German word, word, and it's something like finger spritzer. I can't pronounce it, but it, <laughs> but it means fingertip feel. Yeah. And and what that means is that we have to get better at understanding the nuance of life, because everything is a duality. Like there's no right or wrong, you know. So is it a, is it the big vision or is it the push? It doesn't matter. It's like it's what's relevant to your life at the moment. Have the finger to feel to to know where to go. Um, everyone has a morning routine. Everyone wakes up at five a.m. Should I do the same? No, it's a finger to feel. It is perhaps this is right for you. Perhaps it isn't. Perhaps it's right for you now. Perhaps it isn't. Perhaps it's right for you later. Perhaps it isn't. But you have to understand that context and apply it to your life. And yet, so often we don't. I mean, sometimes mm. it's called gut feel. Yeah. Um, you know, but I like your that that kind of. Yeah, it's a it's a fine touch that yeah. you have to develop. Yeah, and, mm. and and it's becoming more present and, yeah. and paying more attention. Yeah. as soon as you do that, things do mm. become easier and a little clearer. Mm. And listen to all the interviews and like take away all the success tricks and and tips and habits and techniques from all the successful people, but do what works for you. I think that's the very important thing because, mm. you know, when, when I did it, that was when, when I started out, that was one of the things, you know, uh, follow this one, follow that one, look mm. at this. And you kind of then go out and you want to be a little clone of, of a Tony Robbins, for example. Mm. And eventually, uh, I, you know, fortunately for me, as I got older, I thought, hang on, no, 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 no. This is not what modeling actually mm. is all about. Um, and it's taking what works and integrating that. Because that's the big thing. It's the same with the book. You can take the the, 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 the sort of paragraphs, call it that, the teachings, and integrate that mm. one day at a time. Mm. Because after a while, those days all add up. Definitely. You and agree with that? Yeah, yeah. And in the book, the very first uh, chapter is about accretion. 
and accretion was like the first article I wrote that got quite a bit of traction. Mm-hmm. And accretion is just the idea that we go through life accumulating things. We accumulate our decisions. We accumulate the actions that we take. And ultimately, if you want to change your life, just change what you accumulate. It's, it's pretty much as easy and as difficult as that. Uh, you are exactly a result of all the decisions that you've taken, uh, all the decisions that you've made and all the actions you've taken. And so it's just so easy to understand that if I want to change that moving forward, let me accumulate better things. Fantastic stuff. Eric, I can't believe it. We're out of time again. Uh, thank you so much. No, thank you for in. your time. Um, you for t- I, I didn't even get to ask you about the bodyguarding thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? You've obviously done your homework. Wow. Okay. We haven't mentioned that on air yet. Really? Hmm. Maybe, maybe I haven't. Minutes for the next time. Maybe we need to do that. <laughs> anyway, my guest in studio, Eric Krugert, and I thank you so much, Eric. Thank Remember, you. Uh, if you'd like to stand a chance to win one of those two books, all you've got to do is send your email and say something nice to coach at eric with a K, E R I K, Kruger.com. Until next Monday, you have yourselves a great one, some great music lined up for you. David Watts on Mix 93.8.